It's time for the most interactive radio program in Las Vegas today. It's time for Pushing the Limits with Brian Shapiro. Brian will talk sports, politics, entertainment, and anything that matters to you. Feel free to call Brian at 702-221-7283. You want answers? I want the truth! Now, Pushing the Limits, here's Brian Shapiro. everybody happy hump day yeah it is wednesday it is ptl time it's your boy shapiro back at you i know how much you missed me we are broadcasting everywhere not just on the am dial 1400 kshp but we're broadcasting live video and audio by the way can you believe that folks you can see my pretty face my pretty mug i know everybody wants to see it we are on Twitter, Pushing the Limits LV. We are on the Pushing the Limits fan page on Facebook. We're on YouTube. We're everywhere! And I am here while you are driving in your car at the lunch hour to ruin your appetite and make you want to vomit. No, I'm just kidding, folks. He does it all the time, folks, doesn't he? Yeah. He does it all the time. You know who else does it all the time and doesn't even yes. let me introduce him? That would be the voice of Chris Wynn. Who's joining me in studio today? Well, I did, yeah. Chris jumping the gun once again. All the time. I mean, I mean, I'm here every week, Brian. I'm here usually once a week, yeah, right? You know now, it's, now it's turning into Wednesdays. It used to be Mondays. Yes. Out here. Well, Chris, I've got some so. good news for you, my friend, because we have a lot of serious topics to talk about in hour one. Very good. Very including, good. Including the January 6th uh, hearings. Uh, yesterday was pretty mesmerizing. We'll talk about this Ron Johnson story. Yeah. Uh, Megan Rapone in the news, she made some absolutely ridiculous comments about transgenders in sports. We'll talk about that. Yeah. So we'll get to all that, but I got a really uh, big gift for Chris because his his girl Delilah. Oh yeah, so, very, my gr- so Numchuck, yeah. my girl. That is Delilah. your girl. Anyway, for those you, you know, she does. She, you know, she does I have just a career. Want, she's I got just, a career, bro. That's well. If you let she's me, she's a comedian. I she's was, a stand-up comedian. She's yeah. outstanding here in so Vegas, I, and she's got her own stuff going on. She's got her own stuff. So as I do as a radio professional, at least what Sit I try to do is. Oh yeah. Okay. So wait a minute. Is, time is, out. Radio <laughs> professional. He starts again. off. By saying, your girl is coming in. Okay. She's that not was my a girl, it was a, Why are you so high-strung? She's high a friend strung? of ours. Why are you so high-strung? I'm not high-strung. So I'm just correcting okay. you and you. Wait, who had the testosterone shot yes. today? Yeah, yeah, seriously. I'll get exactly. to that later. But okay, so okay, so yeah. let me start over. Let's see, girl. Let's, see if Chris, let's see if Chris will let me uh, finish. Okay, okay, we'll keep going. Let him talk, Chris. Yes. He doesn't do that. We could be having dinner at Ellis Island. Exactly. Or we could be talking on the phone. Or he can be in my car screaming in my right ear. He doesn't let me finish. Okay. So... Whether Chris doesn't like me phrasing this or not, I'm still going to say it. Okay. Um, Chris's girl, Delilah, very funny comedian, is Chris. And Brian's girl, too. Uh, Chris, De- I, I like and Delilah. And she's, she's your awesome. girl, too. So we're going to talk a little bit to Delilah. She's a stand-up comic, uh, very funny. Uh, she's coming in hour number two. Uh, Chris and Delilah had a good time. We all had a good time watching the NBA we Finals did. the other day. Chris walked her to her car, so I want to know how that went. So we'll talk about that a little bit later That's on. That's riveting. Show. Riveting stuff. So let's talk. Well, your sex life is not riveting. But anyway, I have nothing to brag as isn't, about. As isn't yours. Um, well, <laughs> well, uh, we can discuss Is that it? a little bit later on in the program, but that's why I'm taking testosterone shots. But anyway, um, so I don't know, Chris, if you had a chance to watch day three, day four of the uh, January 6th hearings. I did. But there is a big story that is out that uh, these hearings have put out there, and it goes to several key people in the Republican Party and politicians, including Ron Johnson. Have you heard this Ron Johnson story? Well, apparently he and his staff— not just his staff, he and his staff 
wanted to push fake electorates and send them to Vice President Mike Pence the morning of January 6th. Ron Johnson has been asked these questions over the course of the last 24 hours, and several times he acted like a very guilty man. Oh, I didn't know anything about it, and then it turned into, well, I did know something about it, but I didn't know the contents of the package, because that makes sense, right? Uh, When you want to send something to the vice president, I don't know what's in the package. It could be anthrax, but let's just send it to the vice president. And then uh, when the press was outside his office as he was walking out of the chambers, he pretended to be on a phone call, by the way, which he wasn't. He's walking out of the chambers, and the reporters are trying to ask him questions, and he says, I'm on the phone. And then the reporter goes, no, you're not. I can see your screen. <laughs> These guys are so guilty. It's so ridiculous. It's, it's, to me, it's mesmerizing. And by the way, before we even – get into the depths, Chris, about this Ron Johnson story, which is the guy, it's criminal what he did. Tim Scott is another complete moron, Senator Tim Scott, another idiot. So he was on with Brett Baer yesterday on Fox News. And Brett Baer, who I think is a decent journalist, I do, I I have respect for him. He, He leans to the right, but he's decent. He asked Tim Scott a very fair question, which was, what do you make of all the new information that's come out, damaging information about Donald Trump and the January 6th commission, right? And I want you to listen to Tim Scott's response to the, this interview with Brett Baer, where Tim Scott is basically saying, I have absolutely, you know, I haven't really watched the January 6th, uh, you know, hearings. Have a listen to his response here. It's unbelievable. I have not taken the time to watch the hearings. I, I feel like the best use of my time is fighting the inflationary effects and looking for ways to push back for the American consumer. I spent my time talking about the gas prices and ways that we can reduce it. I have not watched the January 6 hearings. I was actually in the Senate when it happened, so I don't need an education on what actually happened. I do think that what we're seeing is made for TV. What you haven't seen is any cross-examination. So we're having people lay out stories without having the cross-examination. I think if President Trump is a nominee, of course we support him. The Republicans will always present a better solution to the problems that we are faced with in the marketplace today than the Democrats. And so I look forward to having that contrast this year in November and certainly in 2024 as well. But we need to realize that this made-for-TV January 6th episode has more to do with diverting the public's attention and less to do with finding the truth. If you're looking for the truth, you got to have (laughs) cross-examination. First of all, Donald Trump won't testify under oath, you stupid idiot. Senator Tim Scott, you moron. You are a disgrace to this country. First of all, you're talking about how it's he calls it like a charade show or or, or whatever he called it, made for TV. How do you know that if you haven't even watched it, you liar, you scumbag? Of course he's watched it. Tim Scott is a disgrace. He wants to talk about inflation, and then he says, well, I was there, so I know what happened. Hey, dumbass, we know what happened, too. We know that 140 officers were injured and people died. We know that. But we want to know why, how, and what the president did, you stupid idiot. Tim Scott is your typical right-wing buffoon who will vote for Donald Trump even if he incited an insurrection. He has zero credibility. He is a liar. He is a scumbag, Chris. And what he just said is an embarrassment to this country. The problem we have with these January 6th hearings in the political landscape as far as our uh, discussions around the country and as far as Republicans and Democrats and the difference. And look, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to expose the big elephant in the room, Brian, and, and toss it out there. 
the reason why people like Tim Scott, Ron Johnson, Rudy Giuliani, it just na- just pick your whoever it is, your run of the mill Republican has taken such a defensive approach to the January 6th committee and what has transpired here in the last four, five, six, seven days of these hearings is because it sheds Republicans in a bad light. It makes them look bad. Well, because they want they to are. downplay <laughs> it. Well, I absolutely. But they want to downplay it. They want to talk about it. They want to minimize what went on. Every time any of us, whether it's you, whether it's myself, anybody on social media addresses somebody that is a retrumplican or is on the right side of the aisle or someone that is a quote-unquote supporter of the former president, right, or is on the right, what do they do? A, they get defensive about it, and then B, they try to minimize it and then try to talk about something else, i.e., the economy right now in 2022, right? They bring up how, well, there's other things going on that are more important than some something that happened a year and a half ago on one day in January. Yeah. That's their take. Ridiculous. It's infuriating because it absolutely disgraces the memory of those who died, whether it was the woman that died that day or others who have either, A, committed suicide or died from... Uh, other issues that they had, i.e. heart attacks or whatever, right? Or the 100-plus Capitol Police officers that were injured that day, and I'm already getting upset right now even talking about this because the, the whole idea, and, and oh, by the way, it was, a, it, it was being, it was the whole premise of January 6th was taking a swipe at democracy, essentially, right? It was trying to, even though they failed miserably, it was trying to, Essentially, decertify an election, right? And it was a it was absolutely a swipe at democracy. And yet, you have American citizens today in 2022 talking about it and minimizing it and downplaying it and trying to say, "Well, if you're talking about this, that means you don't care about the average Joe, the average Jane here in 2022 dealing with inflation and with high high gas prices." You're you're just Focusing is something that was that's old news to them because they're so mad that it makes Republicans as I, and especially, obviously, as, the former president, Donald Trump, look bad. As I said on the show yesterday, people can talk about gas prices and inflation and all the issues facing this country, and those are all fair conversations to have. However, this is an attempt to try to overthrow our democracy because you didn't like the outcome of a free and fair election. Absolutely. People died. Officers were injured. Some of them committed suicide, sadly. Mm -hmm. Two women died that day. One was trampled. One was shot. And this was a disgrace and embarrassment, and the world was laughing at us. And the reason why this happened, besides all the idiot criminals that went in there, the terrorists Mm -hmm. that went in there, the reason why this happened... One reason and one reason only. Yes, you can blame Rudy Giuliani and those around Donald Trump who egged this on. But the main culprit of this, which has been proven by the January 6th committee, is Donald Trump. And if you ever get into an argument with a right-wing buffoon, and sadly I know many of them. And we do, right? And they Brian, wanna, we do. And if, they, we do. and if they want to tell you that Trump is yeah. not, does not have any responsibility for what took place on January 6th, ask them this very simple question. If months before the election, 
or I'm sorry, months after the election and months before the January 6th insurrection. If Donald Trump wasn't saying that Joe Biden was not a free and fair elected president and that the Democrats cheated and that Joe Biden was an illegitimate president and that Donald Trump won the election in a landslide, if he didn't say those things every day leading up to January 6th, you ask them, does January 6th happen? It puts them in a corner, and obviously to anybody who has an IQ over 20, bias or not, you'll say, well, probably not. And therein lies it. You can't yell fire in a crowded theater. You can't be a former president in a free and fair election and say that you won in a landslide and attack our democracy. And I'll tell you something. This Ron Johnson story just gets thicker and sticker, thicker because we're learning now text messages have been released by the January 6th committee. Sean Riley is Johnson's chief of staff. This isn't an intern like Johnson would like you to, to believe. Oh, they were just interns. I had nothing to do with it. Bullcrap. Sean Riley sent to an aide to the vice president, Mike Pence, fake electorates. Now, luckily, there are some in Mike Pence's staff that have some credibility, not much, but some, and they denied it. They didn't want to see it. And Ron Johnson is saying this is a non-story? You're trying to send fake electorates to the vice president. How is this a non-story? This is criminal. You're trying to overturn the outcome of an election, a free and fair election, by lying, by coming up with fake electorates. We've never seen this before, not in my lifetime. This is criminal. And by the way, the roosters are coming, man, let me tell you, because Ron Johnson is in a lot of trouble. This is criminality at its best. The text messages are clear. They are clear. And meanwhile, all these Republican witnesses, Chris, are testifying. All of these Republicans that are Trump supporters, some of them are still Trump supporters. And they all have ties to Donald Trump uh, with these fake elect- this fake electorate effort. They all do. We're learning pretty much everybody around Donald Trump's inner circle, except maybe the lush Rudy Giuliani, who's a disgrace. Everybody else, including Ivanka Trump including his top aides, campaign managers, everybody starting the night that they learned that Trump lost. They were all trying to persuade him to stop saying he won the election. Everybody, including uh, Barr, who called it BS. Everybody, Ivanka Trump, everybody. Except a drunk Rudy Giuliani. And what did Trump decide to do? Continue with the narrative, as he still does today. And then what is he putting out there on social media these days? He's trying to attack the credibility of everybody, literally everybody, even his own daughter that testified against him. And what is he saying? Well, simply put, I want equal time. That's a lie. Everybody on the January 6th committee has said, we want Donald Trump to be testifying under oath. We want that to happen. Trump won't do that. He doesn't want equal time. You know what he wants equal time on Fox and Friends, on OAN or Newsmax? That's where he wants equal time. He will never get in front of this committee and testify. And then, and then Tim Scott is talking about cross-examination. All these people are testifying under oath, many of them Republicans, that were working for Donald Trump. What is Tim Scott talking about cross-examination? This is a committee trying to get to the truth. Donald Trump won't be in front of the committee. How about all those people that refuse to testify, like Tim Meadows, all those people that refuse to do so? It's ridiculous. Here's another aspect to it, too, Brian. This isn't just a bunch of lefties going after Donald Trump and going after some of these people that are, you know, these stories are coming out regarding Ron Johnson or 
or anybody else that was in the Trump administration. It's not just a bunch of lefties, Brian, and Democrats doing it. As you pointed out, it's people like Mike Pence. It's people that are in that were in his administration that are coming out and and giving us revelations, right? And telling us what has happened. It is not just all of people like me, right, who are just a bunch of left wingers that haven't liked Donald Trump since 2016. And just what you're talking this is about. People, these are people in his own administration. And just what you're talking about. Remember, his own people. Remember Alyssa Farah Griffin. She is the yes. former White House exactly. director. Listen to this. That's my point. This is what Alyssa Farah yes. Griffin said on CNN. Have a listen to this. He admitted he blurted out watching Joe Biden on TV. Can you believe I lost to this guy? And he actually admitted in a press conference when he was speaking to the um, about coronavirus in the press briefing room, he actually slipped and kind of admitted that Joe Biden won. I think intent is going to be hard. I'm not of the mind that this is going to take down Donald Trump in a legal sort of way, but I do think it's going to inform the public about a man who lost and couldn't do what we've done for the entirety of our history, which is, you know, allow a peaceful transition of power. Let me remind everybody, this is the former White House Director of Strategic Communications telling everybody on national television that Trump said that he admitted that he lost. He lost. These are all Republicans. These are all people that worked for Donald Trump. And yet Donald Trump today still says the big lie, continues to spread the big lie, and the right-wing idiots, many of them very uneducated, except for maybe some people who are running for office, some who have some intelligence, like Laxalt, for example, who is another disgrace, that continue the big lie. Regardless of all this evidence and facts, right, they run on a lie that Donald Trump won in 2020. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And here's a key aspect to this also, and Brian, you and I have talked about this at nauseum in the last two weeks. It's not like it's, these stories are coming out, right? The Ron Johnson story, these other, these other aspects of the January 6th committee and, and some of the revelations they've made. It's not like it's a straw that breaks the camel's back. It's like another, putting another uh, you know, boulder on the back of the camel. You know what I mean? I mean, it's just, it's just completely building up and building up. But let me tell you something, Brian. Let me tell you something, Brian. Let me tell you something, PTL listeners out there. <laughs> if these people who you just talked about it, man, if Ron Johnson or the former president or Rudy Giuliani are some of these, these key people that have, in our opinions and in the opinions of a lot of scholars, people that are actually that you can actually go to that actually know what they're talking about. When it comes to the law, if they don't face consequences for what they've done, right? If there's not people getting charged with crimes, if there's not people that need to face the music when it comes to what they've done, then this is all for naught. It really is. It's all for naught. It's all just a bunch of garbage. For everything that's gone down, if nobody faces any... Brian, if nobody faces any consequences, if the former president doesn't, if Rudy Giuliani doesn't, if if any of these people that have been found to be nefarious, i.e. Ron Johnson and all these others. If nothing goes on, if it just ends up being just talk yeah. and ends up being it ends up being a big, you know, for lack of a better term, nothing burger. Yeah. From a respect of from the point of view of people actually having to face consequences. I don't know what to tell you, man. So this is this is Nick Kustad. Uh, he's a documentarian uh, who filmed the Proud Boys on January 6th. We're learning, no, it wasn't Antifa, but like some of these idiots like Ron Johnson wants you to believe. Uh, no. Yeah. Or Candace Owens, who's another idiot. Um, 
it was the Proud Boys uh, who had a big presence on January 6th, white supremacist terrorists as far as I'm concerned. So this is this documentarian who was there, who filmed this day. He testified before the House Select Committee. He was on with Jake Tapper. Have a listen to what he had to say about what he witnessed during the insurrection. Well, I think it's not just the Proud Boys. I think the whole crowd would have um, uh, could have potentially, you know, murdered the vice president. The crowd was so agitated. And there were many inflection points that this could have happened. And I believe that the crowd was close to Nancy Pelosi, too. Within a few minutes of uh, uh, when they climbed the stairs to her office, they were within a few minutes of her being in her office. There's a guy who was there that day. And by the way, he's not the only one who documented a lot what was going on. Basically saying, if they had the opportunity, Mike Pence and or Nancy Pelosi, they probably would have killed them. Mike Pence was a few feet away also from some of these evil idiots, MAGA idiots. So if anybody wants to distract you, and anybody wants to talk about Black Lives Matter, which is a completely different entity and topic, or they want to talk about black-on-black crime, or our open borders, or Hunter Biden's laptop, look at the shiny object is what they're trying to do. Because Sean Hannity had Ron Johnson on his show yesterday. Did Sean Hannity ask Ron Johnson about these fake electorates? Did he even bring it up? Of course, the answer is no, because he's a right-wing boob. And by the way, he has large boobs, by the way. I figured I would throw that in there. Sean does. Um, These people on the right, they don't want the truth. That's what this committee is about. It's about getting to the truth. Nobody's lying. Ask a Republican. If they've watched the hearings, can you name me one lie? Can you name me one thing that the committee has put forth that is a blatant lie? Just one. Because they'll call it a sham, and I'll say to them, okay, let's go with your thought of that, of that it's a sham. Let's go with that. If it's a sham, name me one lie that the January 6th committee has stated on the record and put together. Name me one. They can't do it. Because they're the liars. OAN. Newsmax, Fox News, they're all a part of this. Laura Ingram, Sean Hannity, the text messages that they were sending to Meadows at the time. They're the liars here. This is something we have never seen before in our lifetime in a free and fair country and a democracy in trying to overturn the outcome of an election. That's what this is about. It is a threat to our democracy there's not one person that I've talked to that is apolitical, not one person that, that has said this is not a serious situation. We have a lot of problems facing this country. And I'm not saying that this is the only issue facing this country, but it's a big one. I get it. You don't want to pay $90, $100 to fill, your, you know, fill the tank. That's a problem facing the world, not just this country. I get it. The inflation, I understand. There's a lot of concerns. The homeless. There's a lot of topics. Gun control. Gosh, there's health care. There's so many important topics. This isn't taken away from those things. But it doesn't mean that, as Jack Del Rio said, this is a dust-up either. This is important. People need to be held accountable. And these idiot Republicans out there, the Joey Gilberts of the world, who never was a serious candidate, these idiots out there like Laxalt and Jim Marchant, who's a complete moron, the Michelle Fioris of the world, these idiots that continue to spread the lie that the election was stolen and they want to talk about election integrity, they can't even spell the word integrity because they are disgusting. 
Brian, what gets us so infuriated is that you just made the point. The former president of the United States, and by the way, he's just not on social media. He's just not occasionally chiming in from some potluck dinner that he's doing, you know, every couple of months or whatever. He's still out there doing rallies. The former president of the United States still goes out there and is acting like he's still the president of the United States in some way, shape, or form when he goes out there and has these rallies. And again, a point you just brought up that I need to highlight the former president still contends that he got screwed. He's still saying it to this day and still believes it, that he was hosed in the 2020 election. So, I mean, it's, 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 he's out there in plain sight but this doing is it every day, this is something still that I, saying the same things this, every day. This is something and, that we're, I, and we're having a hearing about this, and if you talk to or listen to people that are on the right or people that still support the former president, They want to say one thing. They want to say one thing. They want to say, yeah, this whole January 6th stuff is a sham. We don't even want to. Even even television networks, Fox News, right-wing outlets, don't even cover the January 6th hearings. And at the same time, they turn around and want to say, oh, yeah, but the former president did get screwed in the 2020 election. He did. There There was massive voter fraud. That caused him to lose the election. You, I mean, they want to have it both ways. There's, look, you just heard it from the clip from Tim Scott, who's a sitting United States senator. He is a senator right now making decisions. And he's talking about how we need to hear both sides. We need to hear, you know, we need to have cross-examination of, of this, this all leads back to what Kellyanne Conway said back in, what, 2017, where she used the term alternative facts. And you talk, by the way, Brian, you talk about this all the time on the show, and you make this comment, and you're exactly right, but it doesn't get through the thick skulls of some of you Republicans and Retrumplicans out there. People are entitled to their own opinion. It's one thing to have an opinion on one side, an opinion on another side, or opinion on all sides, okay? But there's only one set of facts, Brian, one set of facts, okay? And that's what this January 6th committee is doing. They are, they are... They're getting facts out there as to what happened leading up to January 6th. Okay, and you have right-wingers out there that are sitting back and trying to downplay it and trying to to, to muffle all of that. And it's inferior. And and that's why I'm getting so upset right now even talking about this. You know, and that's why a lot of of us and a lot. And by the way, there's more of us than there are of the right-wing idiots, Brian, okay, that are doing this. And it's just that's why it's so infuriating. That's why it's so infuriating. I'll close by saying this, and it says all you need to know about Mike Pence. His life was threatened. The chants were, hang Mike Pence. He was feet away from some of these white supremacist, proud boy terrorists. His life could have been taken. There were people there that literally wanted to hang him and murder him. And Mike Pence has refused to testify before the January 6th committee. That's all you need to know about Mike Pence. He is also a piece of scum. We'll take some phone calls. We'll take a quick break here. He's Chris Wynn. I'm Brian Shapiro. The number to call is 702-221-7283. Again, that number to call is 221-7283. And I guess this is the question I will ask you. When you have Republicans in office like Ron Johnson, who comes up with a scheme to send fake electorates to Mike Pence's staff, 
do you think he should be not only thrown out of office, but should that be a criminal charge? Now, I say yes. What do you say? If you have a politician who is trying to produce fake electorates to try to overturn the outcome of an election, the day of January 6th, by the way, do you think that person should be held to account? The number to call, 702-221-7283. And again, that number, if you want to be a part of the conversation, 221-7283. And also, when we come back, interesting Megan Rapone story that I want to share with you. Megan Rapone basically saying it's disgusting to, ha- to ban transgender athletes from competing in women's sports. Oh, boy, I have some strong opinions on that. But again, we'll take your calls on the other side about January 6th and Ron Johnson, that number, 221-7283. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP. Hey, everybody. Are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn, that true blue New York-style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super hero, that is, because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. Whether you're a corporate executive, on a family vacation, or just passing through, St. George Inn & Suites will meet your specific needs. It's conveniently located near restaurants, shopping, and movie theaters. St. George Inn & Suites offers a variety of room types, two fabulous pools and jacuzzis, a fitness center, a free full hot buffet breakfast, and laundry facilities. To make your booking, call 435-673-6661 or book online at stgeorgeinnhotel.com. You need to stop in Southern Utah? Make that stop at St. George Inn & Suites. Look, it's impossible for the average person to find a great attorney out there. There's so much misinformation. Now, let me introduce you to former Chief Deputy District Attorney Thomas Moskal. He was Las Vegas' top DUI prosecutor for years and prosecuted the most high-profile DUI cases in Clark County. No one knows more about DUI law in Nevada. Just Google it. If you get charged with DUI, whether it's a misdemeanor or even more importantly, a felony, you need Thomas Moskal representing you, his relationships with the prosecutors and judges, and his knowledge of DUI law to work for you. So give him a call now or text him at 702-848-5555. It's your life and liberty that's at stake. Don't wait. Call now. That number again, 702-848-5555. STN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. STN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and the latest lines on every game. STN Sports even lets you earn rewards on every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to StationCasinoSports.com or sign up at any Station Casino, Fiesta Wildfire, or the El Cortez. Details at the Sportsbooks. Do you want to be part of one of the fastest growing shows in the Valley? Well, now is your chance. Pushing the Limits covers it all. The only show in town talking news, politics, sports, entertainment, you name it. You can now give your business the push it needs to take it to the next level. We have all sorts of advertising packages that can fit your budget. Give us a call at 725-256-9809 or send us an email at ptlvegasales at gmail.com and be part of the fastest growing show in Las Vegas. Thank you. 
Hey, everybody, are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super hero, that is, because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. Welcome back. It is Pushing the Limits on a Wednesday. He's C. Wynn. I'm Brian Shapiro. Some fun guests lined up for later this week, including planning on having Chris Bryant on the show. He's in town. The reason why he's in town is because he's rehabbing with Albuquerque. He's got a bad back. He's coming back off of injury. He's playing at Las Vegas Ballpark this week uh, against the Aviators. How cool is that, man? So awesome. Hey, I want to tell you guys about my friends over at Sahara West Urgent and Primary Care. This place is so awesome. And, you know, they accept walk-ins and no appointment is needed. They take most insurances. And if you don't have insurance, uh, that first widget, $95, they, they, they offer a lot of different things. Uh, Chris would need this one, STD screening and treatment. Uh, they also L wellness exams, uh, physicals, blood pressure, cholesterol, diabetes, you name it. So I was able to walk in there yesterday. I was in and out there in like 15 minutes. I'm getting testosterone therapy. Listen, I'm 42 years old, right? And, you know. Yeah, you're so ancient, Brian. I need to jump sometimes. Yeah. So I walk Over in. Over the hill. I walk in there. They take my blood pressure. I'm in and out of there. Didn't have to wait at all. I got VIP treatment there. They're so great. And I get this procedure done. And they put this pellet in me, right? And, and, and I don't have to go back for four months. And it's extremely affordable. So I recommend... If you want to ask them some questions, like I said, you can show up there without an appointment. Just show right up. They're located at 6125 West Sahara Avenue, Suite 1B. If you want to call them, you can do that as well, 702-248-0554. Again, 702-248-0554. Check out their website, saharawesturgentcare.com. Sahara West Urgent Care Primary Care. Tell them I sent you. I promise you the experience there will be better than any other place you go to in the area, You know, one of those urgent care facilities. This is upscale, man. Please check them out, Sahara West Urgent and Primary Care. And I'm telling you, man, I'm on this testosterone therapy, and I'm I'm looking forward to uh, the future. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So. I'm looking forward to here, the future. Here we go, Numchuck. Here we Already go. seeing okay, it. Already seeing it. Well, listen, not everybody can look like a beefcake like Chris Wynn, but, uh, but, you know. I'm hey, not going to argue with you there, hey, my friend. Hey, I'm looking forward all. to it. All right, so oh, here's what we've been talking about. We've been talking about the January 6th hearings. They're not over yet. There's a few more days. Yeah. Uh, we're learning about, you know, these people like Ron Johnson, who tried to send fake electorates to the vice president, uh, damning evidence, overwhelming criminality when it comes to Donald Trump, and not only him, by the way, many others around him. And we're taking your phone calls at 702-221-7283. Why don't we start off with John? Again, that number, 221-7283. What's up, John? Hey, John. Hey, man. Chris, I love the passion, man. Hey, look, uh, let's stop giving these people the benefit of the doubt, Okay. They're not too stupid to understand, or they're just not too naive to understand. They totally get it, man. And, and they're after the biggest prize in the world. The orange fraud is after the biggest prize in the world to become dictator of the United States. How much do you think that's worth? 
How much do you think Putin's worth? A trillion dollars? Who knows, right? Who knows? I mean, how many billions of years he's been skinning off, skimming off the uh, uh, Russian uh, gasoline oil supplies? Who knows? It's a ton of money. And being dictator of the United States is worth 100 times more. That is what the goal is, and these frauds know it, and, and, and they want a piece of the action. So listen, you know, Steve Bannon, that scumbag, he calls it flooding the zone. Uh, Kellyanne, that scumbag, she calls it alternative facts. Basically, all it means is we're going to throw as much crap on the wall as we possibly can to confuse you. Reality has no point, is no, no factor in this. We're after the biggest golden goose the world has ever known, baby, and we're this close. We're really close to getting it. The dictatorship of the United States. So uh, stop giving them the benefit of the doubt. They're frauds. They well, know exactly who, who am what I giving? I'm not giving any of these people the benefit of the doubt. You know, no, he's no. John's talking yeah. to those, you know, yeah. those Republicans out there and those Republicans. Well, you're, John, you're not going to change their minds. You know that. Yeah. They, 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 We're, you can't change their mind. If they're a Trumplican and they wear yeah. the Donald Trump knee pads, uh, there are so many people that I uh, that uh, listen. I don't try try not to associate myself with these people, but there are people out there where you just can't convince them. You know, you just cannot convince them. I mean, I had a conver- I had a conversation with somebody the other day, and I'm I'm saying to this person, I'm saying. Donald Trump accepted $250 million in campaign contributions directly associated, he claimed, to fighting the voter fraud. He didn't use any of that money, hardly any at all, to, to fight any alleged voter fraud. He put it in his back pocket. He, he pushed some of that money to his hotels. And then the response I got from this person you know, was a shocking response, but it's like, well, show me the evidence. And I'm thinking to myself, it's already out there. The campaign has already shown, shown it to you. He received $250 million, and he lied to you. If that's that, not that bank person, and wire fraud, then what is? That person's a fraud. Can you say the uh, the word for a female dog on the air? Yes, the yes, yes, you yes, can. Yes, you can. Yes, yes. Man, that's that's the difference between me, me and you, Brian. You're you're respectful and professional, and I'm done. Man, not I'm all, too old. Not always. I'm done. Not always. I just bitch slap him. You just got to bitch slap him, man. <laughs> that's all there is to it. That's the only thing that works. You got to chop him in the throat. Mm-hmm. Uh, look at look at. The, Look at Ted Cruz, man. Trump insulted his wife, yeah. and he's still a little bitch. Lindsey Graham is flip-flop more than a $2 hooker, and I have more respect for a $2. You just, it's, the time to, to reason is past. Yeah, don't knock on $2 Well, you hookers. know what's crazy, Brian and, and John? You know what's crazy is that, and, and Brian kind of alluded to this too earlier, there's people out there that are supposedly, you know, supposed to be reasonable right-wingers. That you know supported Trump back in the day, but still are but still are trying to play both sides of the fence and coming out now and saying, well, yeah, this is not this is not something that is good. This is not something that we Republicans want yeah. representing the party. We don't want this is this is not what we're we 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 were Republicans back when I, you had a you had a you had a guest on the show yesterday, yeah. Brian, who is who who basically coined himself a Reagan Republican, right, John? Right, 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 Brian, yes. a Reagan Republican. There's people out there, but they're to this day. Right now, still believe Donald Trump is the guy in 2024 over Joe Biden or any, whoever the Democrat is. They'll still support 
Donald Trump, and Donald Trump might not be, be yeah. eligible yeah. to run in 2024. But to this day, you go on social media, people like Ben Shapiro, people mm-hmm. you know, are, are out there saying, "Well, if Donald Trump's the nominee in 2024, then you know, then this, 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 and that." My brother, from I'm like, a, what, are, are my, you guys bro- are you brother- guys aware of what's going on right now? <laughs> are you guys aware of what's transpiring right now in Washington D.C. with regards to these with with regards to these hearings? I mean, I mean, John and Brian, right? It's crazy. <laughs> My, you mentioned Ben Shapiro, yeah. uh, my brother yeah. from a, from a trashy uh, Republican mother. Uh, anyway, uh, Ben Shapiro. But you get my point, John. Brian. I appreciate. It's, yes, yeah. John. I, I appreciate the phone call. Thank you very much. Number hey, to John. call seven zero two 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 one seven two eight three is the number to call. All right, I want to um, switch topics here real quickly because anybody who listens to this show, as you do as well, Chris, you're an average listener. You would know that I am. For the transgender community, uh, I support the transgender community. I support the gay community. Uh, everybody should be treated as equals. I don't care what the color of your skin is. I don't care what your sexuality is. But we need to be reasonable. I don't care what bathroom you use. I don't care who you marry. I don't care what you do behind closed doors as long as it's not illegal. I've always had those opinions. I'm very liberal when it comes to social issues, I would like to think. But Megan Rapone is an idiot. Here's why. The soccer legend, and she is, she's an unbelievable female soccer player. She is a fantastic athlete. And some of the things she speaks about when it comes to politics, I agree with. She is not a Trumper either. And, uh, you know, she, she tells it like it is. And, I, and listen, I understand and I respect that. But there are certain things that she says that are just so stupid. Yesterday, she's doing an interview. She used the word disgusting describing banning transgender athletes from competing in women's sports, saying people need to get a grip on reality and take a step back. She was criticizing those who were basically saying that if you're born a man transitioning into a woman, and if you want to compete against other women, there's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) Completely idiotic. Uh, Again, let me repeat what I said. I am for the transgender community. I support you. I can't imagine how difficult it must be, you know, being in a body and wanting to be the opposite sex. That has to be mentally extremely difficult. With that being said, the idea that Megan Rapone, and by the way, this is how stupid her comment is, by the way. There was a female, uh, I believe it was Team Finland, I could be wrong on this, but a professional women's soccer team that played an exhibition game the other day against a bunch of 15-year-old boys. Guess who won, Chris? The 15-year-old boys won 7-0. The idea that if you are born a man, you should be allowed to compete against other women. Forget about even professionally, even in amateur sports. It is an idiotic comment. And this is why there are so many people on the right that want to attack people like Megan Rapone and liberals. She makes liberals and Democrats look bad with her stupid, idiotic comments. So, Megan, here's what I think we should do. Let's get 20 or 30 transgender females, born men, that played college soccer, for example. Now, that'd be probably tough to find, but just hypothetically speaking, they would destroy Megan Rapone. She would have no chance against them. I want to see her get embarrassed by some transgenders. Now, that would be tough to find, but I'm just giving that as an example. When you have a bunch of 15-year-old boys, some of them who just went through puberty, I would imagine, beating a bunch of professional female soccer players, what does that tell you? What is she saying? Pick 
your spots. We don't want discrimination. We don't want people going after anybody based on their sexuality. But Megan Rapone, you're a moron because you're hurting your cause. You can't make a statement like that. It's not disgusting. It's logical. If you're born a man, you shouldn't be allowed to compete against other women at any level. I don't care if it's elementary school, let alone professionally. This is a ridiculous conversation. It is ridiculous. If you're born a man, transition to a woman, and you want to scrimmage or you want to play with men, uh, with women uh, 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 on the playing field as practice, whatever, I don't have a problem with that. But we're talking about organized sports. We're talking about college sports. We're talking about Thomas, the 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 uh, the person who was born a man hasn't fully transitioned into a woman, winning all these swimming events. It's yeah. absurd. And now there are new rules that have come down that make sense. It can't happen anymore. It's ridiculous. Megan Rapone is when she makes statements like this, it's embarrassing. And I don't think she has any idea what she's talking about. Here's what I again, I want her to try to compete against men. See how that works out for her. I don't care if they're transitioned into a woman. Compete against people who are born men. Let's see how she does there. I absolutely disagree with Megan on this point, and uh, you, you know, you, you're, you're very more, you're more, uh, you know, uh, obviously over. Uh, uh, you, you get more fired up about it than I do. I will say this: it's interesting, right, Brian? How when this discussion comes up and this debate comes up, and you, you've used words reasonable and logical, and you're right. I would use the word common sense. And we've, t- we've talked about this all- at length, of course, when the swimmer came up, the one who won the Ivy Thomas. League. Yes, yeah, yeah. who won, like, won the Ivy League swimming competition. And it's interesting that we're oh, – and, and, and it just came up here with, with Reagan Rapone. It's always about men transitioning to females and trying to compete in female sports. Notice that most of the high-profile, if not all – Mm-hmm. of the cases that we focus on or that, that have come up regarding the subject have not been about women who transition into men and try to compete in men's sports. I don't have a because problem it with doesn't that. Happen. Exactly. Yeah. Because it doesn't happen, right? right. And because the, 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 uh, the females that are transitioning to men that would try to do that. Yeah, good luck. It, it's not happening. Yeah, you know good. what I mean? It's, it's just not out there. So If it is happening, we're not hearing about, about it. So, so my thing on this is that, you know, you know, everyone's making a, 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 a stink out there, and you have some people like Megan and others are, you know, are screaming to the, to the, to the heights about these situations. About, and it's, it's always about men transitioning to, to, to females and trying to compete in female sports. It's, as you pointed out, ridiculous. We, 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 we've, we've gone over this and gone over this and gone over this. It's, 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 it's a disadvantage to women out there. It's a disadvantage to females out there if you're going to be competing against someone that was born biologically male. And it doesn't even matter what sport it is. It's 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 basically Chris, every sport. But Chris, she said so she said she said quote, I disagree with we her. We need to get wrong. a we need yeah. to get a grip on reality and take a step back. So Megan according take a step back hold on, on hold on. So Megan so Megan is basically saying that if you're born a man, transitioned to a woman, that they should be allowed to play in the WNBA, she can't be serious. Can she be this stupid? I mean, again, I mean, I'm, I, look, I'm not. I don't want to be in a position where I'm trying to defend Megan or Paul. I, th- I disagree with her. I think she's wrong. Okay, I think she's flat out wrong on this subject. Okay, I mean, it's, it's that. That's the bottom line. And so, 
but it's no, more than it's that. Not, it doesn't make any sense. It but doesn't Chris, make, hang it makes on. no sense. Here's why whatsoever. it's more important, Chris. Here's why yes. it's more important. It'd be one thing if you're talking to a woman. She's a high profile person. That's it, why it'd be matters. one thing okay. if you were talking to someone uh, at the water cooler and, and somebody was just flat out wrong and you just embarrass them and say you're yeah. wrong. We're talking about one of the most, I think it's fair Absolutely. to say, yes. one of the most recognizable and popular female athletes on the planet, no not question. just in the United yes. States. And she is making ridiculous statements. We know the whole Leah Thomas situation, right? We know that. These are ridiculous statements. And by the way, this is where I agree with Jenner. Uh, You know, man turned transition into a woman. Although I don't think Jenner. Yeah, Caitlyn didn't get the snip snip, right? I have no idea. I don't know. Or is it in a jar somewhere? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, Jenner is on the right side of this. Right here's somebody who who made some sort of transition. Uh, right, mm-hmm. don't know what's between his or her legs, but whatever. I don't have a problem with it. And Jenner agrees with us that yeah, it's not fair. I think most transgenders who I spoke to, Eva Chase, who uh, ran for office and, and got a, by the way, congratulations to her. I know she didn't win, but she got she got a lot of votes. By the way, she agrees with me. She agrees with you. It's not fair. Now, if you want to go on a school playground or if you want to – maybe that's the wrong analogy. But if you want to go on uh, – you know, play basketball with, with, with women and, and it's just a, a scrimmage and it's not organized. Or if you want to play intramurals in no college problem. or whatever, that's fine. I do have a problem though what with – people are talking about is highest levels. Right, I do have sports. a problem yeah. though with combat sports because you can get hurt. But, okay. but we're talking about organized sports, college sports. We could even go and talk golf. For God's sakes, man, most women on the LPGA Tour don't hit the ball anywhere near as far as I do. Now, they're better golfers than me because they're, you know, they're great. they got great short games and they're very consistent. They would beat me, right? But I'm hitting the ball 40, 50 yards further than an LPGA golfer. Imagine to the normal, everyday guy who's been playing golf for most of his life and played college golf like me. I'm a pretty good golfer. And they decide to transition. Imagine them competing with LPGA players. I can tell you right now, the average male college golfer would beat most LPGA golfers. They are playing at tee boxes that are much closer than what a college male golfer would play. And by the way, this goes for just about every sport, but I'm just even using golf as an example. You can use any sport. I don't care if it's hockey, basketball, football. This is not Brian Shapiro, the chauvinist. I'm just giving you a sense of reality. There are some, listen, I love going to Aces games. Fun, fun atmosphere. I, I love watching women's tennis. Me and my dad would go down to the U.S. Open in Flushing Meadows, New York, and I would watch the Williams sisters play. Back in the day, I watched Jennifer Capriati, Arancha Sanchez, Vicario. I loved women's tennis, and I would tell you there were some, and to this day, there are some women's matches that I would rather watch than the men. Why? Great product. They don't serve the ball 140 miles an hour. The points are longer. It's fun to watch. I remember back in the day, I'd watch a guy by the name of Mark Filipousis, if you remember him. Absolutely. The points were never long because he would just aces everywhere. You know, that's not fun to watch. So I'm not coming from a perspective of, oh, women suck at sports. Listen, there's a lot of women that would kick my ass in just about every sport. That's not where I'm coming from. This Again, logic. Megan Rapone is a moron. Why is she making these ridiculous statements? Why is she doing this? This hurts women's sports, and it will hurt women's sports. I don't think she understands the damage she, she is doing here. The damage she is doing. Imagine all those female swimmers that lost to Lacey Thomas. Or Leah Thomas. I'm sorry. Leah Thomas is her name. Um, does she understand the damage coming in second place to someone that was born a man? That is not fair. These women train their whole lives. 
There's a reason why the Olympics have certain steroid and certain rules put in place so that this doesn't happen. There's a reason why transgenders, you know, born man, transition to woman cannot compete in the Olympics. There's a reason for that. Does she not understand this? Well, there's, a, there's an element to this too, Brian, where it's the can of worms analogy, right? Where it's, okay, so one person, Leah Thomas, is a, is a male transitioning to a female, gets to compete in Ivy League championships, right? NCAA championships. If, if what R- R- Megan Rapone is talking about or other people that are proponents of people that are transitioning from, from male to female, competing in female sp- women's sports, where does it stop, Right. You talked about the WNBA. That mean that means that you know uh, apparently there could, there could be a lot of average or run of the mill basketball players that are men that 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 you know for whatever personal reasons they feel they need to they want to transition right much like Caitlyn Jenner or anybody else like that right they they play in the WNBA. Why can't you play in the WNBA? Why can't uh, uh, you know somebody who happened to happen to be a really good golfer like as uh, Brian Shapiro good when you were in high school and college right? Making that uh, making that personal decision to transition, okay, you get to play in the LB, LPGA Tour. It's the can of worms argument that a lot of people have a problem with, and it it, it it directly contradicts the common sense argument that you were making as well too. I want to flip the script though. As far as golf, you talked you talked obviously about uh, you know uh, players uh, that female if they if uh, how about how about just females trying to compete on like Michelle Wee, right? But back what five, six, seven, eight years ago, yeah. she played a couple, a handful no of, of of events, and she was not even it wasn't no even chance. a factor, right? No chance. Uh, a fact. That's just a woman. Yeah, no that's chance. just a woman. It's not someone trying to transition. That was just a a, a, a female player who was who was a, 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 a you can say great. Yeah, female player. Listen, and she couldn't even couldn't even cut it on the PGA, on the female, PGA tour. A, so, like, you, you know, you could flip the script and turn it that way too, and say, "Hey, that doesn't make any sense either." Listen, so, a female uh, professional yeah. golfer could not make the cut on the PGA tour. Could they beat a few other men on any given week? Sure, but in the yeah. long run, no chance. You know, everybody has a bad round, hits a couple bad shots, and a woman could beat you, a professional, from time to time. But they are not going to make a cut on the PGA tour. Uh, and, and I'm trying to think of the, the female golfer. Uh, 10, 15 years ago that played in, in an event as well. I, I don't remember her name, and I should because she's a Hall of Famer. But I'm, I'm drawing a blank here. But yeah, you're right, Michelle. Was Annika Sorenstam? Yeah, yes, a- thank okay, you. Yeah. Annika Sorenstam, she played an event. She, right. she beats a couple men, uh-huh. but she did not make the cut, and she's one of the best ever to pick up a golf club as a female. So it's ridiculous. Megan Rapone needs a dose of reality. Megan, you could never make a men's professional soccer team. You would never make it. You're a f- fantastic athlete. I don't want to take anything away from you, but can you stop making ridiculous statements that you believe that transgender should be compete should be able to compete uh, born man transition to a woman against other woman? It is a ridiculous conversation. She is absurd with her statements, and in my personal opinion, she loses so much credibility. I can't take away her soccer accolade. She's a fantastic female soccer player and one of the best of all time. There's no question about that, and nobody can take that away from her. But she has a huge platform, and you know it's interesting because I agree with her when she criticizes Donald Trump and she talks about Donald Trump's platform and she. She talks about how frustrated she is with Donald Trump with some of the things he says. Mm-hmm. Well, she is a hypocrite because now she's doing the same thing. And maybe this isn't as serious as you know a lot of the stuff that Donald Trump has said in the past. But it is serious because she is going – first of all, this isn't going to happen. Okay, We're not going to have born men transition to women playing in professional sports. I'm sorry. I just don't think it's going to happen. But she's certainly not helping the cause, and it's absurd. It's one thing to talk about discrimination. 
And I think we need to raise awareness. Nobody should be discriminated based on race or gender, sexuality. I'm all for that. Megan can talk about that 24 hours a day. I'm with her. Got my full support, 150%. Stop it with the ridiculous statements about transgenders. Just stop, man. It's ridiculous. So, Brian, this is your main point, okay? And you talked about this. It's not, it's, it's not some person that's just random that's at the water cooler doing this. What, you're be, what your, your main point is when it comes to Megan Rapone and the situation is that she is a high-profile celebrity, essentially, mm-hmm. and an all-time great athlete. And so her words matter more, especially you know, given the platform she has. That's what you're saying. No question. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this isn't just any regular, everyday person. We're, we're yeah. talking about uh, one of the most recognizable athletes on the planet, male or female. Megan Rapone is one of the most recognizable athletes in the world. And uh, there's a reason for that, of what she's accomplished. Yeah. And, and I, I give her all the credit in the world for that. But with that comes responsibility. And what she has said, we all are entitled to our opinions, but what she has said is ridiculous ridiculous and it's an embarrassment and she should walk back her words and say listen i'm all for you know no discrimination people should be able to do what they want but yes we we can't have transition men turned into women playing professional sports it's absurd just ask team finland you know they lost a female professional soccer team they lost 7-0 to a bunch of 15 year old boys Uh, i'm just giving you facts folks some people aren't going to like it but i'm just giving you facts all right he's chris Wynn. i'm brian shapiro speaking of facts lovely lady joining us in studio next of course, she is a stand-up comic here in town. She is Delilah. Always fun when we mix it up with Chris Wynn and Delilah on the show. I know we're going to have a good time coming up next. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP. Welcome back. Pushing the Limits on a Wednesday. So glad you could join us. You guys got to check out my man, Brian Slipbach, owner of Jackson's Bar and Grill, located at Flamingo and Jones. I'm probably going to head there after the show, by the way. Great place to uh, just grab a few drinks and play a little caveman kino. We know Chris enjoys that from time to time. Uh, Great food, great atmosphere. God, I had like the best piece of prime rib there the other day. It was so good. And you go on there, you mention my name and the name of the show, you get $10 free slot play, you sign up for a player's card. And the promotion they have this month, which is a very good one, if you get 500 points on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, you get $50 in free slot play. How cool is that? So please check them out. Jackson's Bar and Grill, located at Flamingo Jones, I promise you. You will not be disappointed. And, you know, we're never disappointed when we have this guest in studio. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, Very funny stand-up comic here in town. 
always a blast having her in, especially when she's sitting very cozy right next to Chris Wynn. It, I always, it always puts a smile on my face. Uh, she is Delilah joining us in studio. Delilah, thank you so much for being here. How are you? Fantastic. Thanks for having me. Yes, of course. Always always a pleasure to have you here. So we got a lot to get to today with you. Uh, I want to bring up Bill Cosby here in a few. But our, my listeners are dying to know. So we all had a good time the other day, right? I think we, you both would agree. We had a good time. We were watching the NBA Finals over there at PTs at the Strat. Uh, new PTs, by the way, which I, I thought was they did a really good job. It was a really cool uh, atmosphere. Great food. Our, our boy Al hooked us up over there, and we had a good time. And unfortunately, my Celtics did not win, but that's okay. That's uh, It is what it is. They made the NBA Finals. There's nothing embarrassing about that. So, Delilah, it seemed like you had a good time, right? You had fun? I had a great time. I had yeah. a great time. Yeah, good friends. Good friends. Good atmosphere. Everybody was All right. Listening. So, listen. I know that uh, Chris says I'm beating a dead horse on this one, but I still have to ask you the question. It appeared, and tell me if I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, no problem. Everybody was like a foot or two separated from one another at the table, and my friend Al sitting next to me, and he, he brought up a good point. He said, well, wait a second. You two guys are like up all over each other, sitting right next to each other, and everybody else is a foot or two apart. Is that a wrong? Is that a wrong observation? Is that a bad observation to make? No, it seem like you two look very comfortable sitting was, close to each it other. It was a fact, kind of like we are now. Yeah, which is cool. Now that could be listen. That could be buddy buddy. That could be friends. I understand that. But is that fair that you guys seem very comfortable hanging out with one another right from the start? Is that a fair observation? Absolutely. Okay, absolutely. I'm trying to be, Chris, I'm trying to be fair about this. Okay. All right, now let's get down to details here. Okay. So we had a deal that Chris would walk you to your car, which is a gentleman thing to do. It doesn't have to be a date. It could be a friend, but it's the nice thing to do. A woman walk her to her car, especially all due respect to the stratosphere. But let's be honest, late at night, you never know. Okay. Let's just be honest with that one. You always know. Yeah. Okay. So Chris walks you to your car. Tell me what happens. Can you give me the details here? What happens? Um, he was such a gentleman. He walked me to the car and uh, even gave me a happy ending. So it was a great night. <laughs> Did he really give you a happy ending? It was a great night. What do you mean by happy ending? What does that mean? Does that mean Spring Mountain happy ending? Or like, what are you talking about? Um, that's our business, isn't it? Oh. He wants details. I see. So now Chris told me that he just gave you a hug. He's so sweet. So he's not, he's leaving out he, the juicy details. He gave me a mouth hug on the strap on. Can I say? Oh, wow. I don't know if you can, but you already did, so it's too late. <laughs> it's uh, not on the list. It's not on the list, right? Did you feel any bit of physical attraction to Chris that night? He didn't tell you we've been hanging out all week? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, we've been hanging out all week. He's have you amazing. Really? Yeah. really? How many dates have you guys been on so far? Uh, four. Chris, is she telling yeah. the truth? 100%. So how many dates? Four. You, you really, you really have been on four dates. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. Um, has Chris made a move on you? Have, has has he invited you to his place with his eight roommates? Has he made a move on? He you? made a move on me the first night. So yeah. Why won't you tell me what he did? Because be serious. We're adults, yes. sir. We're adults. Be serious. Are you really attracted to him? Be honest. Yes, we hung out four times after that. You really have a physical attraction yes. to Chris. Good. I think, I there think was someone's not, getting angry. I think someone's getting angry. No, I'm happy for him. There was not one person that night that said, you guys didn't look right together. Oh, we do. Not We're one so person. We're so cute. 
I know you guys do look good together. I agree. Yeah, because we're both beautiful people, we're inside super, and out, right, Delilah? That's why. Hot. Chris, yeah. did you bring a ring with well, you today? You. Did I did not. No, you, you did not. I didn't bring one. You guys would have. He doesn't want to scare me off. It's the initial stages, Shapiro. Okay, this isn't something that's right off the bat. Get engaged. You guys would have. I like the. I like the riveting. You know, Ed Bradley, Mike Wallace attempt here from Shapiro to kind of you know divulge details out of you, Delilah. Well, yeah. Let's, let's, and then we can't even say, a, we can't even give that's details. That's top notch right oh, there. I'm not going to lie. You can't give enough. We got to keep it clean yeah. so we can't really give exactly, details. Exactly, yeah. Has so, he yeah, shown yeah. you his uh, caveman keto prowess? Like, um, like does, has he tried? He was too busy. Yeah. What do you mean busy? His hands were too busy. He wasn't going to play Kino while... What? Like on himself or... I've only got two hands, Brian. Well, okay. be careful. I can't be playing right? K-Man Kino yeah. Well, you got to be careful with that because there's a there was a former local TV sports broadcaster in town that was a little too touchy with his hands on himself and he lost his job. And yeah, so, but that, that, there's, yeah. Wait, 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 there's also lines he that were crossed. That's because he was out in public doing things he was, that were he was not pl- out in public-ish. He That's why. He's a former Channel 13. Was it Channel 13 or 3? Channel 3, actually. I'm sorry. Uh, he was a former Channel 3 uh, sports broadcaster who was pleasuring himself uh, at one of the slot machines at a local bar. You didn't hear that story, Delilah? You didn't hear about that? No. Yeah. 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 That was in the news when I first, uh, when a I first, years ago. Yeah. When I first heard that story, I thought it was Chris, but then I, uh, yeah. That, but then you actually saw, yeah, you actually saw yes. photos and videos and, and oh, found man. out it wasn't me. Yeah. Yes. Was he drunk? That seems... I don't think so. Men are weird. He claimed he had a rash. Yeah, oh, so he, he, told was, me. he was yeah. just applying ointment. Yeah, well, I don't. Well, he got into a lot of trouble in the mugshot. And I, listen, I, he, the guy divorced his wife. It's a horrible story. I feel bad because he's a nice guy. He wasn't hurting anybody. Well, but himself. he didn't divorce her. I think she would divorce well, him. Well, probably, but uh, he didn't. He didn't hurt anybody but himself. So it was un, un, unfortunate situation. Have either of you been to each other's uh, private residence yet? Uh, yes, we hung out. Wh- which which. Um, which which place did you go to his place or did he go to you? Mostly place? over at hers. Yeah, we were. What is her place? Hers. What is her place look like, Chris? No, Can you describe him, it? Don't tell him about the dungeon. Let's just say there's a there is a quality '70s feel about the establishment. Let's put it that way. <laughs> about the about the uh, dwelling, it is a a lot of '70s action. Even though she's really like an '80s baby, she still <laughs> she has a infatuation with uh, a lot of vinyl, yeah. a lot of a lot of looks. Yeah. <laughs> like 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 the uh like like uh, our one of our favorite bars over there on uh over there on uh on Maryland Parkway, right? Right over by UNLV. Very by uh, champagne. A very very champagne cafe-ish. Yes. Let's put it that way. I like that. <laughs> yes. I, I like that very much so. I do. <laughs> do you think Chris had, would have the ability one day to be a stand-up comic and to or maybe open up for somebody like you? Yes. I think he could as well. If he, he just talked about his life, I think it would be hilarious. It's also yeah. my supreme ad-libbing skills, too, right, Brian, that have been on display numerous times across Vegas radio airwaves so that you Chris, are well aware of. That's it, why she's saying that. Scale too. 1 to 10, how is Chris Wynn in the sack? 10 being the best, 1 being the worst. What would you say? What would you um, give him as a grade? That's our secret. You know I don't grade. Oh, come on. Don't she's never Shapiro, she's okay. never given a grade on the air. She's you, been you on the show, what, three, four times? times? Yeah. You've ne- you've never, she's never gone never down grade. She's never gone down grading rows. I've never asked uh, you that question you know, before. When it comes, when it comes no. to that. Different things. Is Chris Wynn, like, uh, quick, too quick and no foreplay? Does he get right to it? Or is he... <laughs> Or is he? Uh, is he like the kind so of? We opened up. We opened Shut up Pandora. Up. Hey, 
Delilah, we opened up Pandora's box. We're humoring him, and oh. now now he's going to start. Delilah's name. Now is, he's going to start being Shapiro. Delilah's name. Hold start on being a second. Shapiro-ish. Delilah's and name yet, is not. TMI, Delilah's name Delilah. is not Pandora. So please don't disrespect her like that. Um, Here comes TMI Shapiro. Yes. Here it comes mm-hmm. TMI. On the, so, no filter Shapiro. Here it comes Nunchuck. Well, Here it comes what, what PTL listeners out there. What are yeah. the details you get when you're? What are the critiques you get in bed? Oh, you, I'll be like, com- I'll be unlike Chris. I'll be completely honest. Do with you, you do you ask uh, the women? Do you like no. question them immediately I'll after you finish? You. And you're like, I'll, hey, how I was will, that? Here's the grading I will, system. I will, I will gladly answer that question. So if I'm really in love with somebody, I put that extra effort in. But if I know it's not, if I, so if Delilah, it's not, you just literally have people induce like Chris, severe vomiting, Notice inducing right. No, because I have to get my point out that you Even are making in- everybody throw up on the yes. air right now. Talking about this. Okay, good. Thank throw you. up. Thank it's you. It's horrible. Thank you for adding that. Well, she asked me. First of all, she asked me the question. I know. So I know, I'm answering it. If yeah. you could allow me to finish. Uh, thank you. Um, so, and I'm sure that's what you told her on your second date. Yeah. Uh, but anyway. Um, if it's somebody that I know is not relationship material, right, or I, I know we're just having fun, then I'm extremely lazy. I don't do things that someone would like me to do, if you know what I'm saying. And I think I'm, we need to call one. I'm very lazy. I think we need I to call have, an ex. I wouldn't have that. Ask. is the outstanding that, idea, Delilah. That, would be that is outstanding. If you yes. can find one of my exes that is willing to come on the air and she wants to, well, not literally, <laughs> but if she wants to... Uh, <laughs> If she wants to share what my sex life was like, I am more than open to that. Oh, I have ladies, no please call in. Please call in now. Because I'm sure all my ex-girlfriends are listening right now. But if they are, please they're welcome call to call in. I don't have a problem with that whatsoever. But I'm trying to be as honest as I can. And I think if I really care about somebody and I love somebody, or even if I don't love but I care about them, that I want to make them feel good. And, you know, I want to make – because that makes me feel good. So I, I go that extra mile. But sometimes, I like Brian, to make men feel bad where I'm completely opposite. I want you sad. Really? And I want you to come back and continue to be tortured. You, you don't want to please your men? Eh. I don't believe you. I eh. believe if you really are into a guy, you're a great girlfriend. If you, and If you torture you, him right, it's still pleasing them. Well, it depends on what kind of torture you're talking about. <laughs> for me, for example, if Chris took his shirt off right now, that would be torture for me. That's not a good torture. See, not for me. No. <laughs> Well, listen. I'm glad you guys had a. I'm glad you guys had a good time. I'm glad you guys had fun. That was a fun night. I, I am very lucky that I have a, a good group of of core friends outside of Chris. See, of course. the problem with Chris is I'm gonna need help because he's so big. And I'm not really good at taking, you know, we've been he over does, it. He does, he does have a large belly. So, ladies, if you are interested in getting stretched out, can I say See, that? isn't it interesting? You just did. Can I just Please say something real quick? Again, you just and did, we so we're will, good. Can I yeah. just say something real quick? Being a nice Nunchuck, isn't it interesting <laughs> that when somebody makes a joke that makes Chris look good, all of a sudden he finds it funny. But if somebody makes a joke that embarrasses Chris a little bit, all of a sudden it's not funny and you don't have a sense of humor. I no, find that to be very it, no, interesting. That's not the that's not the distinction. Oh, it's okay, not. that's okay. not what we're talking about. There's people that make jokes that are actually funny, and I then see. there's jokes that Brian Shapiro makes, gotcha. right, Nunchuck? Gotcha. That yeah. aren't exactly so funny. So if it's a joke about something how big you say, no, Brian, by the way, that something was you a say, joke. Brian, it is a joke. Something you say true. are funny. Yes, you oh, do well, say something. Thank some you so much. Occasionally, thank well, you so well, much. Yeah, that, 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 God, I really but, appreciate that. But something that. you say are funny. Thank God. Therefore, yeah, that's thank God. You just so that I'm just making the statement, Brian. You threw it out there. You said, oh yeah. Don't even make it interesting. I'm just pointing it out. That, Here's yes, what I think happened. There's some things that are funny that he says. That he says, yes, Delilah. Yes. Some things are not. Well, here's so what I, I think. Here, here's what I think happened. Um, and I'll be honest with you. Chris is a gentleman. I'll give him that. He's, Chris is a really nice guy. 
and I think he treated you. Well, I don't think I know. He treated you with respect. He walked you to your car, which I think is a a nice thing to do, right? I think that's that's the right thing to do. It's a nice thing to do. Um, gave you a hug, and and I think you guys have chemistry. I think you guys have fun together. I don't know. I'm just I'm just being honest. We had. A I'm lot not of joking, fun. by the way, at all. I think we, we had a whole I, lot of fun. I think it's... we I think we all had a good time that night, and we were all watching the game. And like I said, it's unfortunate that my Celtics lost. That's uh, Mr. Wins just too much for me. So, ladies, call yeah. in. Let's tag team. <laughs> but but here's the there's plenty to go around, right, Delilah? Plenty to go around. Listen, no, nobody wants to talk about my personal life. Nobody nobody yes. wants nobody wants to talk about. Wait a minute! Uh, wait, 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 wait! Time out! Time out! Time out! Numchuck and Delilah, you talk about your personal life all the time. That's part well, of what you do. Not, not that's a, what you do. Not, that's part of your mo, bro. That's what that you would. Whether you, it's you're not afraid at all. If it's if it's if it's yeah. when I say personal life, not necessarily my dating life, but my everyday life and and people I get into it with every day. I have no problem talking. I have nothing to hide. But uh, you talk more about your personal dating life than any radio host I've ever come across well, that's in probably, Las Vegas ever. Well, that's okay. Prob- so that's, that's probably not, true. So, that's that's well, probably that's true. Said. I don't have well, I don't have a, a minute, problem doing it. You just said that you don't. You know, I, I'm talking Numchuck, PTL listeners out there. <laughs> Shapiro doesn't talk about his dating life, about what he does. You know, when he's not here on the microphone in studio. Come on now, man. I'm doing my. Uh, who is that? Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. Smith that invitation. Is, that, that is Come your, on, man. That, that is your Shap is not afraid to well, talk hey, about Shap on, stuff uh, off the air. I've been on uh, pretty much every single dating app that you can imagine. Uh, Bumble, Tinder, Plenty of Fish. I've been on all of them. Yeah. Uh, I moved to Las Vegas in my early 20s. And uh, I've had some relationships that have lasted four or five years. You know, I've had some relationships that have been... Uh, I mean, I was engaged. You know, I was in a, a couple pretty serious ones. But for the most part... Uh, you know, I go on these dating websites from time to time. I've never been this type of person that will go into a bar and try to get a number of hit on. I've, I've never been that no. kind of person. No, I'm just not that kind of person. I don't do that stuff. I've never been that kind of person. You know, uh, why do you guys, you guys have no problem in, in doing that? You're, you're, I mean, what do you think, Delilah? In bars, men will talk to you, but it's usually creepy. <laughs> and then on dating apps, they don't think I'm real. So it's very insulting. <laughs> I just so I don't really I don't really date. I I think I get more hooked up friends of friends or I feel like online dating, I feel like we forgot we forgot how to communicate with each other. We forgot, you know, how to what's the word I'm looking for? Communicate yeah, effectively. Well, you know, it's interesting because when, when I speak to women online, I like to talk to them on the phone. Yeah. I want to I want to know if we have anything in common i want to hear them i want to make sure particularly i want to make sure that they're a woman you know i want to talk to them and but i feel like these days we don't communicate with one another we text each other on our cell phones people are on their phones all the time by the way i'm one of those people i guess i'm part of the problem but i feel like we don't we don't talk to each other anymore we don't meet each other like you know you you know you guys know i'm talking about before we had cell phones right i mean i was in high school but before we had cell phones people would actually talk to each other and i feel like now when you go on these dating websites and you meet people online uh it's just most people they just want to text and i find that to be so impersonal and i find that to be i don't like it i guess that's what i'm trying to say i don't like it i want to talk to people on the phone before i meet them i want to see if we have anything going you know and so well, to your point, Brian, is that in today's society, it's much easier, right? We have much I – mean, when it comes to cell phones, when it comes to dating apps and things like that, people don't have to put in as much effort, right, as they used to. 
you're talking about how, you know, it, it, whether it's going into bars or going into any social situation, it, it, as far as meeting people, it's, it's, it's become easier with today's technology to just have the texts, to just have the instantaneous, okay, I jump on a, a mobile app and I can, I can meet hundreds of women. Te- technically meet them because I'm, you know, you're corresponding with them over your, over your cell phone. So that's just a, it's just a different way that American society, or society around the world, basically has kind of handled this. So that's why it's it's just different now. I've I've never been. Uh, I don't know why, but I, I've I'm not saying never in my life have I not seen someone and talked to them and try to get there. I mean, I, I've done that, but it's just not something that I go out of my way to do. I think a lot of men they'll go to a bar, they'll go to different places. Hey, let's meet some girls. I just never. I don't know. I've never really been that guy. I like having a prearranged date. I yeah. like knowing that somebody is going to be there. So I've, you know the Bumble thing is uh, women approach you first, and they'll give you like these questions, right. which is you fair. Respond. Which mm-hmm. is fair, yeah. And one of the questions was, "What's the best part of being single?" Dude responds, "I don't know." I say, "Not having to hide farts." <laughs> doesn't respond again. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Yeah. That's kind of funny. And then another one is, um, "This is Bumble." Yeah, this the Bumble is, app. That this you're is on. the Bumble. Chris, app. you're on Bumble, aren't you? I am. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and then there's uh, who are you weirdly attracted to? What does that mean, weirdly attracted to? Somebody who's maybe not somebody you would not, not think Delilah yeah. would would be eyeing up or, yeah. or lining up. <laughs> and my response was Willem Dafoe. And That's a weird I, one, right there. Yeah, I got very good. Yeah, you, you have platoon on uh, VHS at home yeah. or something. Or ugly, on Blu-ray. ugly guys need love too, right? <laughs> William Dafoe is. A, you think he's ugly? Willem. He's a funny looking. Brilliant guy. actor. He's a funny looking guy. Brilliant actor. Great actor. I don't think he's. Ugly. I could see him being like a unique niche, though, kind of he's, like Delilah. Yeah. You know, I, no I could see that. No that. I could see what. I could see that. I can see. I can see what. I can pick up what you're putting down there. Interesting. Yeah. And then I'll say something like, "These dudes will have a photo with all the homies." Yeah. And mm-hmm. I suggested to him, "Don't post a picture with your homies if he's hotter than you." <laughs> and he got mad at me <laughs> because because all because of the women out there are looking for the bigger and better deal, right? Exactly. Delilah? Like, that's what's going on. That's yeah. showing me eye candy somewhere else. Yeah, I, I guess that's fair. You know what I don't like, and you know I had a date the other day, and I was kind of catfished. I'll be honest with you. Oh no! So I, I'm talking to this uh, girl online. I think I told this story on the air the other day, and and you know she said she was athletic, and and pictures were great and great. So I meet her up there at Red Rock and. She was not athletic. I'll, I'll put it in a nice way. She was not athletic. And it's like I would rather my pictures online be worse than what I look like in person. I'd rather it be a pleasant surprise than the, op, than the other way around, right? And it was the other way around. So it lasted – it was like a 10-minute date. And listen, she was very nice, so I wasn't rude to her or anything. We had a cup of coffee, and it was, it was fine. But I'm just thinking to myself – why would you put pictures up there that do not represent who you are? You're lying right from the start. Don't you want to put pictures up there that are okay, but you look better in person? I would think exactly. that that would be a better thing, right? Delilah, he was, he was, it was like Chris Tucker from uh, Friday. Did you? Know? You okay. You're looking like, looking like Freddie Jackson Moreland <laughs> instead of Janet Jackson. Did you? Killing okay, me. So did you ask her about that? Did you bring it up and say, no. why do your pictures not match you? No, I didn't do that because she was very nice. And I, I think men need to start doing that. You think so? Yeah. Well, women I, have should, a, I have a friend of mine who I don't want posts a pictures. She sends me pictures <laughs> just, of herself and I'm like, who's that? And she's like, oh, that's me. And I said, no, it's not. I didn't want to get into that because I didn't want to insult her. 
but at the same time, you make a valid. She point. knows she's a liar. Yeah, she, she does. I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to go there with her. I, I just like, all right, let's have this cup of coffee and then have a nice day. You know, I'm not going to be mean or rude. Listen, if somebody's but rude she to was me, mean or rude. She wasted your gas money. She, like, you're if right. She was a big girl or whatever. It was all the way at Red Rock. You would have so liked her. At least ten dollars in gas money. That's true. Like if we're getting along, <laughs> be you. Be you 100. percent Well, I I shouldn't. My girlfriend's tell me I should stop being mean because then I could like maybe have a date. <laughs> no. I... <laughs> I think uh, you need to be honest with people, right? I remember this was maybe eight or nine years ago. This was before I was engaged. And I'm talking to somebody online, Delilah, and she never wanted to talk to me on the phone. And I thought that was really weird because you, you want to talk to somebody on the phone before you meet. At least that's me. That's who I am. She wouldn't do it. But we're talking online for a month and we're trying to get a date going. Very pretty girl. And, and, and basically, um, in a nutshell, she's like, why don't I just meet you at your place? And... When she says that, I said, well, whoa, what's going on here? Why, why do you want to come to my place on the first date? And her response was, I promise you, I'm not that kind of girl. So I'm, at this point, I'm so curious. I'm like, okay. So she comes uh, to uh, my apartment, and I'm showing her around, and she doesn't say one word. And uh, after like five minutes, I'm like, hello, do you talk? And she pointed to her ears, completely 100% deaf. Didn't tell me. Oh. Didn't tell me. So then what do you do in that situation? Probably one of the weirdest situations I've ever had. That could be dicey. So we sit on the couch. That's, I mean, that's, that's we, obviously We sit on the couch that. and we're writing back and forth to each other. She doesn't talk, really. I mean, if she does talk, I, I can't make out what she's saying. Yeah. So we're writing back and forth. Very awkward. I wasn't used to I don't do sign language, so I, I don't know. It was weird. So I say goodnight to her. She comes by and, you know, we ordered a pizza and that was it. And then my friend comes over and he's like, so how did your date go? And I tell him, I said, just, well, read it. It's right there. The whole date is right there. Piece of paper. Had she told you she was deaf, would you have hung out with her? Honestly. Um, I'll be honest. Probably not. And the reason why is because I don't know sign language and I want to, I want to communicate. You know, I don't know sign language. Um, so probably not, but you know what? Then, well, there's, then, you, you could also be in a situation where she can read lips, right? You, and you didn't know that she, because a lot of times, especially people that are deaf, they can speak com- almost normally, right? You can, can yeah. you can understand them. Obviously not the situation there, but. See, I'm, I'm saying, a hypocrite yeah, in that not, situation because I'm like, I feel less bad about that one than the other girl posting pictures that are completely. Yeah, I'm a yeah. hypocrite when it comes Listen, to Listen, I like- understand. I understand, but here's the thing, right? And this is what I what I told her through text. I said, "Listen, I'm not the right guy for you. If you're upfront up and honest with people, you're going to find somebody that has no problem with you, you know, and would totally date somebody that is deaf." Yeah. Nothing personal. I'm just not one of those people. So don't you want to find somebody that knows upfront who you are and is willing to meet you. I mean, that's to me, that's while it's difficult and I sympathize with her because there's probably a lot of guys out there like me that would not want to date somebody that's deaf. But at the same time, there's guys out there that would. So find those guys. Be upfront and be honest from the get go. I think that's the problem with dating today is, is not everybody, but there's too many people that are not upfront and not honest. Well, the reason you had a problem with it, Delilah, and the reason why Brian was annoyed by by the situation is because yes it is a handicap that you're essentially concealing from yeah. someone you're just meeting and that's a big deal right i mean if someone's blind right or someone is deaf that that is something that should be I, look I'm, I'm being completely honest here 
the person should be upfront about it, right? It of should course. be immediately yeah. known to whoever loss. it is that you're going to go on a date with, or you're, you know, trying well, to. Well, we have hippo loss, so, loss, so that's why you don't have as much a problem. You have to be honest. Yeah. You have to be yeah. honest and upfront from right. the start, and uh, it doesn't mean you have to tell everything about your life. Was she still hot and cool? Uh, yeah, yeah, we had a good time, but like you could have missed out on the one because no, 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 no. Well, as much not, as it's not for me. It wasn't she for me. Uses that's her all. Hands. It's it wasn't She's probably fair. Uh, it wasn't for me. Trust me on that. <laughs> so selfish. It, not not for me. Uh, you know, I we all have preferences, and particularly, I want somebody that I don't have to use sign language with. I don't think that makes me a bad person. It's just it's just prerogative. That's all. But uh, she was very cool. I still text her once in a while. We we talk through text once in a while, and and uh, she's doing okay. So so you know that's the most important thing. Anyway, if you're just joining us, we're speaking with stand up comic, local comedian Delilah Chris Wynn joining us in studio as well. We're gonna take a break, and when we come back, I want to talk to you about this Bill Cosby case uh, because uh, it appears as though Bill Cosby. Uh, is now liable financially with another woman who has come out and said that uh, he sexually assaulted her at the Playboy Mansion many years ago. This is a wild story. And uh, there was a judgment in court yesterday on this very story, and Cosby lost. So we're going to talk about that. We'll get your thoughts on that and uh, much more. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. You are listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP. Hey, everybody. Are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York-style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super. Hero, that is. Because why be a sub? When you can be a hero. Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. Look, it's impossible for the average person to find a great attorney out there. There's so much misinformation. Now, let me introduce you to former Chief Deputy District Attorney Thomas Moskal. He was Las Vegas' top DUI prosecutor for years prosecuted the most high-profile DUI cases in Clark County. No one knows more about DUI law in Nevada. Just Google it. If you get charged with DUI, whether it's a misdemeanor or even more importantly, a felony, you need Thomas Moskal representing you. His relationships with the prosecutors and judges and his knowledge of DUI law to work for you. So give him a call now or text him at 702-848-5555. It's your life and liberty that's at stake. Don't wait. Call now. That number again, 702-848-5555. Experience the Artisan Hotel's theme suites, restaurant, bar, pool, and complimentary valet. During the week, the Artisan is a quiet Las Vegas retreat that's great for travelers and locals. The weekend is all about nonstop partying and the award-winning Artisan nightlife. All rooms include free gym access and Wi-Fi. The Artisan Hotel is centrally located between the Strip and downtown Las Vegas. Book your stay at artisanhotel.com. The Artisan Hotel, your unique Las Vegas boutique hotel. Hey, everybody. Are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York-style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super hero, that is. Because why be a sub 
when you can be a hero. Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. Do you want to be part of one of the fastest growing shows in the Valley? Well, now is your chance. Pushing the Limits covers it all. The only show in town talking news, politics, sports, entertainment, you name it. You can now give your business the push it needs to take it to the next level. We have all sorts of advertising packages that can fit your budget. Give us a call at 725-256-9809 or send us an email at ptlvegasales at gmail.com and be part of the fastest growing show in Las Vegas. Hey everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment, and work injuries. You name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound, and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes, and more. They also offer general wellness exams, treatments such as testosterone enhancement, and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices. Office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client. So please give them a call, 702-248-0554. All right, welcome back. It is Pushing the Limits on a Wednesday. So glad you could join us. We've got the local stand-up comic Delilah in the studio along with radio host Chris Wynn co-hosting with me today. I want to tell you guys about uh, my good friend Thomas Moskal at Moskal Law. He is the former DA here at Clark County and uh, Clark County's former top DUI prosecutor. Now he's defending DUIs. Uh, And uh, I'll tell you, there's no better person when we talk about the relationships that Thomas has with judges, with prosecutors, you know, nothing beats it. So how cool is it to say that, uh, hey, my attorney is the former DA here in Clark County. He is Thomas Moskal. You can text him or give him a call, 702-848-5555. And again, that number, text or call him, 702-848-5555. Uh, you're not going to find a better DUI defense attorney than Thomas Moskal, uh, certainly not here in Las Vegas. Again, Thomas Moskal, 848 55. I hope I never need an attorney for that. Uh, I don't drink, though, so that would be very hard for me. Um, But speaking of drinking, uh, before we get to this Bill Cosby story, Henry Ruggs III, uh, again, there is another stay in his preliminary hearing. It's been extended again. I mean, we're talking how long ago did this thing happen? I mean, it's ridiculous. And the guy should be in jail. And my understanding is they took his ankle bracelet off, and he's not even being monitored now. The man killed an innocent woman and her dog going 155 miles an hour drunk and now his attorneys are making the claim well wait a second you shouldn't have he shouldn't have been tested for dui Uh, are you kidding me 
Are you kidding me? He killed somebody. He should be in jail right now. And they keep having these these hearings postponed. And I'm just to judge Zimmerman. I'm saying why they've had plenty of time to investigate. They'd have plenty of time to put a case together. This poor innocent woman, uh, Tina Tintor, is six feet underneath the ground. Her life is over, and yet this guy still is hanging out at his home. Still has money. It just it disgusts me, man. I don't understand our justice system. I don't understand uh, why these things take. I know there's a lot of cases in the court system. I get that, but this is ridiculous, especially a case of this magnitude that is this serious. Like I don't understand why it takes this long. I don't get it. Well, it's just textbook red tape, right? When it comes to lo- especially local justice systems, like here in Las Vegas. I mean, I mean, Brian, you you and I, we we all live here. I mean, we understand it's Vegas, right? It's just- you're going you're gonna to have, uh, and you talk about how big it is. Yes, it's a high-profile case, but from the standpoint of, of uh, as far as totem pole stuff when it comes to the Justice Department, I mean, and, and uh, this is in no way disparaging to Tina and her family or anything like that, but, the, you know, the justice system is the justice system. They're, gonna, they're just going to, and sometimes uh, it, it takes a while for the, these types of things mm-hmm. to actually actually transpire and actually get get to handle well i'm a little worried the longer this lasts i think they're trying to get this case out of the limelight uh out of the national spotlight certainly the local spotlight and i think the longer it lasts i think less press and less people are going to be talking about it and i i actually do believe that that's kind of what his defense attorneys are trying to do they want to extend this as long as possible so anyway uh, henry ruggs is, is a moron he's, a, he's a, as far as i'm concerned involuntary manslaughter but he it's it, that's a murder as far as i'm concerned you're going 155 miles an hour on rainbow drunk and you kill an innocent woman you're a murderer as far as i'm concerned i have zero respect for him people could say how nice of a person he is i don't care he killed somebody because of his actions uh and i'm not talking about accidentally going through a stop sign i'm talking about driving drunk going 155 miles an hour in a 35 mile an hour zone you're a murderer as far as I'm concerned, uh, he should be in jail right now. But anyway, speaking of jail and people who should be in jail, uh, I don't know what your thoughts are, Delilah, on Bill Cosby. Obviously, for decades and decades and decades, there's a lot of professional comedians out there that looked up to Bill Cosby, right, as a, as a hero, as at the forefront of, uh, of comedy. And, and let's call it for what it is. Bill Cosby's a rapist. It's what he is. He's been drugging women for years. And yet he's not in jail. Explain to me as a woman how you feel about that. We know that Bill Cosby is a rapist. We know. Lisa Latte Loblin, who, who is a wonderful woman who's been in this studio before Las Vegas, one of the women who came out uh, and claiming Bill Cosby raped her when it was uh, the Hilton, now the Westgate. How does it feel to you to know that Bill Cosby, a rapist, regardless of how funny he is or stand-up, his stand-up comedy was great, yeah. talented guy, but he's a rapist. Uh, how does it feel to know that this guy's out? He's out of jail. I mean, it, it's not surprising. It happens every day. It happens every day. I can't get angrier just because it's a celebrity. I'm constantly touched against my will. Not, not, it hasn't gone as far as a rape, but it happens every day. It's a boys club. And now that he's not making enough people, the right people money anymore, now he's, what, what's the word, expendable? Yeah. Because he's been doing this forever. Everybody knew. And now he's expendable because now he's not making the money. Well, this news story is is pretty bad. Uh, 
apparently Bill Cosby now doesn't care. He doesn't care that he was found liable in a civil suit. Uh, he's been accused of sexually assaulting then a 16-year-old girl. Uh, he was basically cheering over the phone when he found out the whole thing was only going to cost him $500,000. What a despicable person. Cosby's representative is Andrew Wyatt, tells TMZ he called the 84-year-old directly after the judgment was read, informing Cosby the jury didn't award any punitive damages, which could have cost the disgraced comedian millions of dollars. Wyatt said when he let Cosby know the jury only awarded his accuser, Judith Huff, 500000 Cosby's response was, what, that's all? <sighs> Booyah, is what he said. Booyah. <sighs> that is so Bill was also able to get on the phone with two jurors who had sided with him, thanking both women for being on the right side of equal rights and social Jeez. justice. Cosby plans on following an appeal. This was an alleged rape this is so of a gross. 16-year-old girl. Now, if you're uh, not guilty, right, your first reaction, you'd be livid, right? doesn't matter what the money is. Yeah. Uh, you'd be very upset. Oh, my God, I didn't do this. This is awful. This is BS. You know, you would, you would make some colorful remarks if, if you didn't do this, right? So His first gross. reaction, oh, that's all? Just 500000 Booyah. What is wrong with these monsters? First off, why is there a 16-year-old at a Playboy Mansion if you're not selling? Well, that's another good question. That, why would, if you're a parent, why would you? At this point, these parents I, need to be prosecuted for this uh, weirdness. Well, I, I kind the of the way they were handing out daughters to R. Kelly, the way no, they're handing out right. daughters to all these creeps. You make a good point there. You're right. Uh, and I think back to listen. In no Bizarre. way, shape, or form am I saying this girl deserved this. This is horrible. But with that being said, it makes me think of Michael Jackson to an extent. You yeah. Remember all the young boys that were staying over with Michael Jackson? That made no sense. If you're if you're a parent. How do you allow that to happen? I think it's a very fair question to ask. This isn't your father. This isn't a family member. And you got people sleeping in Michael, kids sleeping in Michael Jackson's bed. I'm going to be honest with you, though. I don't think, and Michael Jackson is a very different circumstance. I mean, you got Bill Cosby, who was drugging women for years. God knows how many women he raped and sexually assaulted Bill Cosby. It's, it's disgusting. It could be hundreds, right? There's, I'm sure there's some women that never wanted to come out and talk about it. But when I look at Michael Jackson... I don't necessarily see a guy who, who sodomized kids. I really don't. What I see is someone who did inappropriate things that never really had a normal childhood. We know that. Did he shower with kids naked? Yes, probably. Did he sleep with kids naked? Yes, probably. Very. I think Michael Jackson did a lot of very inappropriate things with young kids because in his psychotic mind, he didn't think he was doing anything wrong. Do I think he inappropriately touched kids? I don't think so. Really? I really don't. Well, here's the thing, Brian. You get into trouble when you start trying to rank deplorable behavior, okay? You're talking about Michael Jackson saying, you know, well, I don't think it was as bad as what Bill Cosby did. And, and yeah, on, a, on the surface, absolutely, I guess, we understand what you're trying to do here. But it's just, it's just, a, it's just t- it's a tough road to go down, okay? I don't want to sit here and, and try to stick up for Michael Jackson, who, by the way, is no longer alive, so... Uh, you know, he has no way to, to even uh, defend himself, even if he wanted to. But the point being is that what makes us so awful and, and what has kind of captured America, I don't know if capture is the right word, is that Bill Cosby, as you pointed out, Brian, okay, and, and the reason why we're talking to Delilah about this, because she's a stand-up comedian, Bill Cosby was America's dad. He was one of America's dads. Back in the eighties and in the, in the early nineties, now 90s. he's an American rapist. Now yeah. he is, yeah. and he's not. You, you call him a rapist. He he's is. not just a rapist. He's a serial rapist. Yeah. Okay, it is. Some, this is this is behavior that has and a pedophile itself. at this point, right? It's repeated mm-hmm. itself multiple times upon multiple times, and that juxtaposed to that horrible, horrible conduct 
that is illegal and is absolutely deplorable and it makes all of us think that Bill Cosby we would be perfectly happy if he met his maker tomorrow. How you old know, is he? and was able. He's eighty. He's eighty-four years old. Eighty is yeah, he's in, up his, there. in his early eighties. So there, yeah. everyone people, knew. People are, like his yeah. life is worth squat right now. He everyone should, knew. You know, he should, everyone he knew. should die in prison. Um, yeah. And and it's amazing to me what happens. Uh, it doesn't matter what the color of your skin is. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have a lot of money and you're a celebrity, you can get away. I mean, look at O.J. Simpson. You know, double murder. If we didn't value yeah. money and status so much, the entertainment business wouldn't be hiding all this stuff. They well, Harvey Weinstein, out, his a, family, yeah. right? His they wife found out his, in the 80s. His wife has been sticking up for him, right? Like yeah. it, up up until I don't because know. If she's, I don't know if she's done she it know? up to now, yeah. but yeah. I know for a lot of like for the last like what three four years ago, she was still standing up for Bill Cosby, saying, "Oh yeah, this Harvey, is all garbage." What this you guys are talking BS. about, Harvey yeah. Weinstein is a perfect example. Here's mm-hmm. a guy that had a lot of power, still does, a lot of money. And he was doing these types of things to women, uh, to you know, and in return he doesn't have helping. Power anymore, but he no, but he, he did got money, but a lot. Of, uh, he helped, you know, uh, claiming, "Hey, I'll help you with your career." You know, I'm the head of this movie yeah. studio. I'll do this, but you got to do these sexual favors for me. And this was going on forever. I mean, even uh, you know, Brad Pitt and and, and some, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow told the story. Gwyneth Paltrow told the story, which I remember about. And this is Gwyneth Paltrow, right? A-list celebrity, beautiful woman, great actress. And I guess Harvey Weinstein was doing the business to her, like he was, you know, like he did to so many other women. And then Brad Pitt got involved, and, and but but the only way, the only and Brad Pitt, class act guy. Like I've always loved nobody, Brad Pitt. Nobody cares. We're second class citizens, third class citizens. Nobody cares. I'm getting bullied right now by some weirdo on the comedy scene, and no one will stand up. This is some man. No one will stand next to me and be like, "Dude, stop picking on her. Don't touch her." Well, You're an adult. I do. You've been doing comedy 20 years. Why are you yeah. assaulting this woman? Why are you talking to her? Why are you disrespecting her? Now he's gone. I have one person who stood up for me, and he tried to run his, hit his car with his piece of crap. Yeah. Well, and this needs nobody's to be, gonna stop him. This, no one's gonna say anything. This type nobody of, cares. This type of behavior needs to be called out. I'm and the only one doing it, and I'm I an enemy. Still, and believe it or not, and you can tell me, I still think we're maybe. We're in a better place now when it comes to stuff. Doesn't mean oh, yeah. more, than we were maybe ten years yeah. ago. I think more people are now able to speak out, but it's the same issues, right? Women in the office. Uh, you have a boss who, who has a lot of money uh, and and has a lot of power, and you're afraid you don't want to lose your job, and, and he's sexually harassing you. It doesn't even have to be physical; it could be verbal harassment, and you're afraid to complain to HR. Bill O'Reilly is a perfect example of that Bill O'Reilly got away with it for decades mm-hmm. at Fox News. Decades. Why? He was their highest rated show, a man with a lot of money, and they paid off tens of millions of dollars in settlements to multiple women. And Bill O'Reilly to this day denies it, which is hilarious. Yeah, I'm sure Fox News just paid off $25, $30 million because of somebody who complained about something that didn't happen. Bill O'Reilly still does not uh, admit to what he did. He says he did absolutely nothing wrong. never will. Never will. You see what they talk about on on Fox. It's all whatever they make up in their heads. Who's the creepy one from Fox who had the... The button in his office to lock the door. Oh, that's not oh, that was Fox. Uh, Matt Lauer over at NBC. That's not Fox. Yeah, yeah. That's, that was Matt Lauer. Matt Lauer is another one. Right. Yeah. He did it for years. He had that button. He was sexually harassing women for decades. Uh, the company had to pay for that button. Yeah. 
complete piece the, of human scum, yeah. uh, Matt Lauer, a disgrace to the business, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. And I and, and you know the funny thing is a lot and not funny, but the ironic thing is is he was the one who was covering all these other sexual harassment cases and Got and the high, he interviewed Bill O'Reilly. Got the balls. I mean, he interviewed Bill O'Reilly about se- the sexual harassment stuff when he was doing the exact same stuff. Yeah, he would go on the air and get all sanctimonious about it, Gee, right? And, so and start <laughs> talking smack to you know people that were actually yeah. that that and he was engaging in the same activities. Oh my God. Well, yeah. Listen, uh there are situations where sometimes people make stuff up. And while I believe rape and sexual harassment one of the worst crimes anybody could ever commit. It's it's absolutely disgusting. I will also say, you know, I'll go back to the Duke Lacrosse story. If a man or woman makes up a sexual harassment charge or a rape charge, to me that's just as serious because it can ruin somebody's reputation for life. So I don't I want people to come forward. I want them to feel comfortable coming forward. But I also we also need to take into account in the seriousness of false claims. And I and I look at uh for the most part when somebody comes forth like for example, uh Jesse Smollett, right? Mm-hmm. It's a very serious crime that he committed. Because there are a lot of people within the gay community, minorities who are victims of hate crimes, and I wish that wasn't the case. Real I, ones. Real ones. And I want yeah. their voices to be heard, and I want those SOBs that commit these horrible acts to be brought to justice. But what Jesse Smollett did hurts the real victims of hate crimes, and Jesse Smollett should be in jail. I really believe that. Jesse well, Smollett should be in jail for a long time, and I think he did get a sentence, but I don't know if he's going to spend any time in jail. An example needs to be made of people that also make things up. And I hate to but go— But why start with Jesse Smollett? Well, we could it's talk about everybody. It's been happening since the 1950s where yeah. somebody would be cheating on their husbands, get caught, and right. then yeah. some man gets well, hung. Let me ask you a question. Uh, I've always been a big Mike Tyson fan. And I have to say this with a disclaimer because it's true. Mike Tyson is a convicted rapist. He is. Yeah. I believe Mike Tyson, did, even though he's convicted, mm-hmm. it's my personal opinion, I don't believe Mike Tyson ever raped that woman. And in no way, shape, or form am I saying that if a woman invites a man into her hotel room in the middle of the night, that that is justification for any type of sexual assault. I would never make that claim. But she invites him into uh, her hotel room in the middle of the night. I believe they had rough sex. And uh, she wanted to make a payday. I look at the Kobe Bryant situation. It's a, it's a brother with money. Anytime right. a brother right. with money so you agree with is me involved, there. they're going for him. I don't believe Mike Tyson... Even if he can, did it, if he didn't do it. Yeah, I don't believe Mike Tyson committed that crime. Uh, Kobe Bryant was accused of rape, if you recall. Yeah. Kobe Bryant cheated on his wife. Easier just to pay. He, he made a mistake. He paid for it. He paid the price for it. But that was not rape. That woman accepted a large settlement, and she walked away with a lot of money. Now, in most cases... That's not the case. It's, it's real. And, and any time, by the way, a victim comes forward, I always give them the benefit of the doubt, and I believe it. I believe every victim, as I believe we should. I believe Jesse Smollett until the evidence came out. People believe it, believe it really fast and really hard when it's a brother. Mm-hmm. I'm going around the scene. There's certain people who don't look like me touching me on a regular basis, and even women are coming against me for opening my mouth. My advice— Look what you're wearing. Look how you look. My but, advice— but both, To both of you. Let me play devil's advocate, though, okay? Because the Mike, the Mike Tyson case, some people will say, okay, it's Mike Tyson. He's the heavyweight champion of the world. He has all the resources at his disposal. When it comes to his legal defense in that case in Indiana, so— 
I mean, you, you both are kind of like dismissing, not necessarily you, Delilah, more, more Brian's more so because he says, in his opinion, he thinks that Mike Tyson was innocent, okay? You think he was innocent. I do. And he was convicted 100%. in a court of law. Look, there's a lot of processes that take place when you're talking about a trial. You're talking about facts that are brought out. They're, you're talking about, a lot, you know, uh, legal teams on both sides are presenting their case. And he was found guilty in a court of law. And he had damn good representation because of who he was. It wasn't just some average mm -hmm. black guy off the street. This is Mike Tyson. I so, I, again, I want to push back a little bit on what you're saying as far as, look, you're entitled to your opinion. That's fine. You know, you believe that he's innocent. But in the court of law, he was convicted. And, you yeah. know, as someone who was actually covering that case, because I was, I, was that was my first uh, TV, TV job uh, in the newsroom, was actually covering that case, there was... Absolutely. It wasn't as if it was some frivolous case against Mike Tyson, and it was just, uh, okay, he's just a black guy that uh, that we want to throw in the pokey. That's not what transpired yes, in that So case. here's why I disagree, and, and, and here's why I come to, well, to my opinions. First of all, we know that Mike Tyson hasn't, hasn't always been 100% uh, when it comes to his uh, anger management. He's had some mental issues in his life. That being the case, she's the only woman that has ever come forward that has claimed Mike Tyson sexually harassed her. Is it possible? Or raped her. Is it possible that it's a one-time deal? Sure, I guess that's possible. But uh, I put that into account along with the fact that she invited him into her hotel room. It was some sort of beauty pageant. Invited her into his hotel room, uh, in, into her hotel room at around 3 o'clock in the morning. I think any woman would right. probably tell you when you invite a, a man in the middle of the night into your personal hotel room, it's probably for one thing. Uh that's number two. Number well, three, you, the you only just, evidence. But you just talked about two minutes number ago. Number three. How hold on, you don't I'm not finished. Blame hold her. on, I'm finished. I'm finished. But I'm now not, you're you gotta let me. Doing you gotta let me. Right? Okay, you gotta let me. He's kind of doing. You gotta it, let me finish. Uh, you oh, okay. gotta let me finish. Right. I'm not finished yet. Right. The evidence that they used in that case was that there was blood involved. Um, and that was the evidence that I think was that, that, that put it over the top that helped with the conviction. But I can tell you, and based in conversations that even I had with Mike Tyson, that it was rough sex. That it is possible that that could happen if you're having rough sex. Now, I wasn't in the room. You weren't in the room. No. I covered the case. It is, again, my opinion. I covered that the case, too. It yeah. is my opinion that uh, I do not believe that Mike Tyson is a rapist. He was a convicted rapist, convicted in a court of law. Oh, he is. Yes. Uh, I see Mike Tyson, and I see what he's done with his life. Uh there were some issues with Robin Givens. There were alleged incidents of abuse with Robin Givens. Mm -hmm. But I see him now as the good father and the good husband that he is. And I would like to believe, in my personal opinion, don't know this 100%, but I believe in my personal opinion that it was unjustified, uh, him going to jail. I don't believe he committed that crime. So that's just my personal opinion. Uh, I don't justify any type of harassment that you're receiving or any woman or any man receives. And I think everybody should be comfortable in coming forward and stating the case of what happened and bringing people to justice if, if they're guilty. That's just my opinion when it comes to Mike Tyson. That's all. See, when you were talking about the Raider who accidentally ran someone off the road, yes, he was speeding. Yeah. You said you don't care if he's nice. You don't care if he's... If he's got a hundred people, no, I don't. That he's donating. What's no. the difference? What do you mean? You're saying you don't care that he has all this. He he's very. He but didn't you have do it on Mike purpose, Tyson's back. But you have forgiveness yeah. for Mike. Yeah, Mike okay, Tyson's so, back. Okay, so so we have a woman that uh, was killed. 
Yes. And, and it, it was an accident. He was speeding. Yeah. He had no business. We make cars that go 150, yeah. which shouldn't be a thing. But so we do. So we have a woman that was killed in a car accident, and that's 100%. You know, there's evidence that uh, I think the difference in, in the case when it comes to Mike Tyson is there was there was really not a much circumstantial evidence. Uh, I, I named you a little bit of it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think uh, rape is one of the worst crimes that you could ever commit. And I think drunk driving uh, under the influence and killing somebody is also one of the worst crimes you can commit. But, uh, boy, I hate to leave the show on a sad note talking yeah. about death and rape. That's some serious Jeez. stuff. But but anyway, Delilah, it's always a pre- pleasure uh, having you in studio. I got about 30 seconds here. Tell me any, any upcoming shows you got going on. Um, follow me, Corseted Comedian. Uh, I'll be hosting a fashion show July 3rd or 2nd. Follow me on Instagram or Facebook, and I'll give you details. Well, I always appreciate uh, you coming in. I look forward to the next story of, of a date between you and Chris Wynn. I know it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a good conversation, and uh, we all got to go out again one of these nights that was a lot of fun the other night watching the nba finals even though my celtics uh were unable to get it done anyway chris thanks for being here as always delilah always a pleasure having you in as well numchuck i guess i'm okay that you're here i guess it's cool but he's yeah he's 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 giving me a hand gesture in return and by the way it wasn't a good hand gesture so there's good ones and bad ones that wasn't a good one anyway uh, there's a good one thanks on how you take it and where you i'm kidding i love numchuck all right you guys uh, thanks for being here have a great day we'll see you tomorrow